0: Today on Locked On Mariners, it's All Lang Sign time.
1: Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, here's your host for the 259th and final time, DC Lundberg.
0: Yes, gang, this is it. My final episode of Locked On Mariners. I'm sad to see my tenure here come to a close. I'll explain why I'm leaving at the end of the show. But for the first couple of segments, is going to be business as usual here on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or of course, Tloppin. Wasn't going to let the last show go by without saying Tloppin' at least once or twice. We're brought to you, by the way, by the Spotify Green Room. Please remember to download and follow this program on whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use ask your smart device to play locked on mariners podcast or any of the other great programs here on tloppin there's actually quite a lot to get to Um, as i said it's going to be business as usual for the most part today i'm going to set aside the final segment for some parting words and some thank yous but first another trade this one was announced yesterday afternoon, way before this show was published, but uh, long after it had been recorded. If I didn't have school last night, the show would have been published maybe five hours earlier than it was. But eh, anyways, the Mariners have acquired themselves a new closer. Diego Castillo was traded to the Mariners from the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for JT Chagua and minor league infielder Austin Shenton. Mr. Castillo may not have as low an ERA as Kendall Graveman has this year, But he does have one thing that Mr. Graveman doesn't. Several more years of team control. M's general manager Jerry DePoto, described the timing of Tuesday's trade with Houston as "quote unquote" wonky, but necessary. He also said on Tuesday that the Graveman trade was the first in a series of deals he would be making over the course of the week, and said, uh, and he said last night of the acquisition of Castillo as part of the larger picture. Last night's trade "quote" was the next part of that. We felt like there was a chance that we could get this across the gold line. And today it really picked up, end quote. He also said of the possibility of more deals, quote again, hope so, but we're not going to empty the coffers to try to keep up with what others are doing on trade deadline day. As the week has gone by, the, you know, prices appear to be getting more reasonable, which is typically the case, if we can add another bat to this club, we're going to be pretty active in the hours ahead to see if we can do that. And again, we're doing what we can do to make sure that we are as good as we can be in 21 while not taking away any meaningful part of what we're doing building for the future, end quote. There is the strong possibility that at least one more trade's gonna go down um, sometime today, which is one reason I'm staying up late to get you a morning show because I don't want to record Something and then have it be obsolete five minutes after it's been published. The uh, trade deadline today is at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. in Seattle and Spokane, 10 p.m. in Luxembourg. And remember, gang, no more post deadline waiver deals, which is kind of a bummer. Diego Castillo is in his fourth major league season. Over his career, he has appeared in 167 games, 183 in the third innings, he has a 299 earned run average, a whip of one point oh eight oh, and an opponent's batting average at an even two hundred. This season he's appeared in thirty-seven games, thirty-six in a third innings, he's got a two seven two ERA, fourteen saves, a whip under 1 at 0.991, and an opponent's batting average the exact same as his career opponent's average, 200. He's allowing 6.4 hits per nine innings this season, 2.5 walks per nine, 1.2 home runs per nine, and 12.1 strikeouts per nine. All of those ratios are better than his career ratios, save for home runs per nine, which is actually almost identical. He's been pretty consistent season to season in that regard. He's a big guy too. 6'3", 250. He was originally signed by the Rays as an amateur free agent out of the Dominican Republic on March 5th, 2014. He is 27 years old. His birthday is January 18th, one day before mine. Different year, obviously. He uh, he made his Major League debut on June 6th, 2018. Going to Tampa Bay is JT Chagua, the man that I like to call the avocado. He was a minor league free agent signing for the Mariners this last offseason, was invited to spring training, but did not make the club and began the year in A Tacoma. He appeared in 31 games for the M's this season after being recalled and did pretty nicely. He appeared in 31 games, 30 innings, and had an ERA exactly at 3. There's a lot of 3s in that. He had a whip of 0.967, 6.9 hits per nine innings, 1.8 walks per nine, only 0.6 home runs per nine, and he struck out 8.7 per nine. The Avocado is 30 years old and was also in his fourth Major League season. Best of luck to Mr. Chagua with his new team. Also going to Tampa Bay is minor league third baseman Austin Shenton. He was a fifth round draft choice by the Mariners in 2019 and made his debut with the organization that summer. He spent time in low A and A-ball that year, slashing a combined 298, 376, 510 in 53 games. No minor league uh, statistics last season, as there was no season, but uh, this season he spent most of the year in Advanced 8 Everett, slashing 295, 418, 576. Those numbers earned him a promotion to AA Arkansas, where he slashed 326, 396, 512 in 10 games. He's a third baseman by trade, but has also seen time at first base, second base, left field, and right field, only one game in right. Of trading away Mr. Shenton, Jerry DePoto called it, quote, unquote, painful and went on to say, quote, again, we really like Austin. He can really hit. He's a great kid, but you have to give to get. And I've said all along that we're focused on doing what we could to improve our team now and to continue to improve our team for 2022 and beyond, end quote. I saw Mr. Shenton when the Aqua Sox came to Spokane, and if memory serves, he had a great game. I think he hit at least one home run... Could be, too. I might be thinking of something somebody else, though. I don't exactly remember. While I'm sorry to see the avocado go, I'm also sorry to see Mr. Shenton go. But at the same time, Diego Castillo is a very good reliever with a track record and World Series experience, and he'll be under team control until 2025. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see the Mayors execute another trade before today's deadline, and ordinarily I'd say that I would talk about any trades pulled off that the show's publishing on Monday, but I'm not going to be here on Monday. Uh, There was some other news that broke last night that I I don't want to talk about, Uh, but I I must. I won't spend uh, that long on it, though, so I'll also spend some time talking about a team other than the Mariners regarding a major change. But right now we've got the trivia corner, the final trivia corner on Locked on Mariners, and this trivia question, and I think this is a gettable one. A fair number of you out there will know this. 25 years ago today, Woody Woodward pulled off one of the best trades in Mariners history. Fourth outfielder Darren Bragg was sent to the Boston Red Sox for a pitcher who was expected to shore up the back end of the rotation. Who did they get? I'll tell you after this word from Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ladies and gentlemen, the script still says baseball season is in full swing. It's been in full swing for quite some time now. I think we all know that. The trading deadline is today. More than half the season is gone, and they still haven't rewrote the script. But you can uh, track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball. The NBA, which has been done for a while now, the NHL free agent Bonanza in place, the uh, Kraken picked themselves up quite the goalie, from what I understand, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer, gang, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on the answer to the trivia question on july 30th 1996 exactly 25 years ago the mariners traded darren bragg for left-handed pitcher jamie moyer while mr bragg was a very productive fourth outfielder whom you could start three or four days a week The return on investment was huge. Jamie Moyer is a Mariners Hall of Famer and pitched with the M's for a decade. He's only second to Felix Hernandez for career wins as a Mariner with 145. He's number nine on the ERA list for the M's at 397 and third in Mariners history in walks per nine innings ratio at 2.253 behind Hisashi Iwakuma and Marco Gonzalez. Mr. Moyer made his first and only All-Star team as a Mariner in 2003 at the age of 40. He's also one of the classiest gentlemen ever to wear a Mariner's uniform. Coming up, did the Cleveland Indians accept guardianship? I'll explain this clever play on words in a gif.
1: Back to Locked On Mariners and D.C. Lundberg.
0: Thank you very much, Joey Martin. Uh, The following piece of news is pretty much the last thing I want to talk about on my final episode, a PED suspension. Yes, indeed. Mariners pitcher Hector Santiago has certainly had an interesting season, and his season is now finished, as he has been suspended 80 games by Major League Baseball in accordance with its joint drug and prevention treatment program. Why couldn't I say that? Anyways, "Quoth Mr. Santiago, today I have accepted an 80-game suspension imposed by Major League Baseball. Recently, I was notified that I had tested positive for testosterone. In 2020, while I was not on the roster of an MLB club, I consulted a licensed physician in Puerto Rico who diagnosed me with a condition and recommended hormonal replacement therapy. Because I did not play in 2020, I did not consider that this therapy could ultimately lead to a positive test under MLB's joint drug program. That said, I alone am responsible for what I put in my body and I was not careful. Therefore, I have decided to forego my right to an appeal in this matter and accept the suspension. I apologize for any harm this has caused to the Seattle Mariners, Mariners fans, my teammates, and most importantly, my family. End quote. You know what, gang? Make up your own minds about this. I don't want to talk about this. I did my job, sort of. I reported it. I know I'm also supposed to analyze it, but I'm not going to. What are they going to do, fire me? I'm going to be gone anyway. Ah, uh, jeez. You know, I, I got nothing on this. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a big change coming to Cleveland This is old news by now, but I'm going to tie this into the Northwest. You'll see what I mean in a minute. But as I'm sure that you know by now, the Cleveland Indians have decided upon a new name. They announced last year, I think, (laughs) that they would discontinue using the Indians moniker after this season, but they had not at that time decided on a name. Now they have. Last Friday, they announced that beginning after the 2021 season, they will be known as the Cleveland Guardians. The team's president of business operations, Brian Barron said, quote, We think Guardians is unique and authentic to Cleveland. It's less about the Guardians of traffic and more about what the Guardians represent and that idea of protection. For us and our research, Cleveland folks are very protective of one another. They're protective of our city, They're protective of the land and everything about it. That's one key component, the resiliency of the people here in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio and the loyalty, the loyalty to Cleveland, the loyalty to one another as teammates, as co-workers, as family and as friends. Those all became part of what Guardians really starts to evoke from an emotional standpoint. End quote. The Guardians of Traffic, uh, to which he made reference, are 43-foot statues on the Hope Memorial Bridge over the Cuyahoga River. And now for the Northwest tie-in. I live in Spokane, as you may or may not know, and our minor league team here is the Spokane Indians, and I wanted to talk about the partnership the ball club has with the Spokane Tribe of Indians, and yes, that is their official name, ladies and gentlemen. In 2006, the Spokane Tribe of Indians and the Spokane Indians Ball Club began a unique collaboration. At that time, they worked together to rebrand the team. For years and years before that, the ball club had not used any Native American imagery in its logos and its uniforms and whatnot, but this rebranding incorporated some Native American imagery at the suggestion of the Spokane tribe. They submitted a list of things that were sacred to them, including a salmon, an eagle, and the Spokane River ultimately an eagle feather was chosen to be part of the new logo in 2014 the ball club began using an alternate jersey with the word spokane written on it in the tribe's native language salish the men's and women's uh, restroom doors at the ballpark have the word men and women in salish as well outside the uh, main gates of the ballpark there are i don't i don't know what you call them they're not monuments but you could read about the tribe's partnership with the ball club and read a little about the history of the tribe itself. I'm going to read one of them to you now. In 2006, the Spokane Tribe and the Spokane Indians baseball team came together to design a new Spokane Indians baseball logo as a way to highlight our partnership. Our modern day relationship is based on a mutual respect and the shared desire to provide family oriented activities. It is believed to be the first time in history that a professional sports team has collaborated with a native tribe to establish a new logo. The new logo was created to honor the first peoples of the Spokane area by incorporating the Salish language into the brand. Tribal markers, such as this one, were installed around Avista Stadium in 2016 to acknowledge the tribe's rich culture and history. Additional markers will be added each season. Both the Spokane Indians baseball team and the Spokane Tribe of Indians welcome you and hope you find this endeavor fun and educational. The Spokane Tribe and the Ball Club signed a 10 year extension to their partnership in 2019. I'm very proud of my local team. For honoring its native people in this way, and also for providing a learning experience for fans coming to the ballpark. I had never heard of the Salish language before. I went to an Indians game, quite honestly, and now I kind of want to try to learn it, although I have so much trouble with English that I don't think I could. Salish is almost a dead language. I think there are only a few dozen or so people left who speak it. And through the Spokane Indians Ball Club, at least one part of this area's history will be kept alive coming up my final segment as host of locked on mariners but first this vital word of importance and it's only appropriate that the final ad is for built bar when built bar joined on as a sponsor to the locked on network over a year ago april 2020 i believe it was they sent all of us hosts a sample and they were fantastic i have been and will continue to be a built bar customer in the future Us hosts, we do not get any sort of special discounts. We have to use the same promo codes you do. But I have turned my mother into a Built Bar customer. My housemate Shannon, my aunt, Locked On Mariners contributor John Miller, and his wife are also Built Bar fans. Everyone to whom I've recommended Built Bar has loved them. Go to built.com to place an order to try them for yourself. If you want to sample a little of everything, you can order their mixed box or you can compile a box of the three flavors that you would most like to try. My personal favorite is peanut butter brownie. That is a great one. But mint brownie is also terrific. Double chocolate coconut raspberry is great there really isn't a bad one in the bunch the promo code to use is locked 15 and that'll get you 15 percent off your order order yourself a box of the greatest protein bars in the history of hexahedral prisms and you can thank me later
1: Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here for his final segment is your host, DC Lundberg.
0: Thank you very much, Joey. Uh, This is something that I am not looking forward to. This is it. This is the final segment I'm going to record for Locked On Mariners. It's hard to let it go. It's been a privilege to bring you this show for a year and a half. I never thought that I would get paid to do what I love talk about baseball. It was a great part-time job, but it's really been my only job for a while now for various reasons. I just had to find something else. When I first announced uh, that I was leaving the show a couple weeks ago, I said that the reason I was leaving was economics. There just isn't a whole lot of money in this line of work unless you have a huge audience... And I don't. I don't even have a big audience. Listenership went up quite a bit in July as the team was getting better. And thank you very much for that. I know it's because of the team improving, not because of me. As the team was getting better, the show was faltering, and I know it. But the main reason, really the only reason that I'm leaving, was because I needed to find a job that paid better. That's what it boiled down to. I'm going back to my old field, early childhood education. I'm going back to being a preschool teacher. My back has healed to the point where it should not be an issue, I hope. And honestly, gang, I, I really do miss working with those little ones. So I'm looking forward to that opportunity, but I also know that I'm leaving behind something that I might never be able to do again. I'd love to be able to return to the airwave someday, if circumstances allowed, in the future. There are a lot of people that I want to thank and acknowledge, first and foremost God for blessing me with a broadcaster's voice and a very odd sense of humor but of course for also creating the pathways that led to the opportunities that I've had over the years including my first podcasting gig nine years ago for which I also must thank Cindy Seidelman who first contacted me about this gig, Carl Chenier, uh Jason Block and so many others who I'm leaving out over at what's now 83studios.com um, and the late Jim Williams, who was the host of a baseball show they had called Touch-Em-All. I'm technically not allowed to say the name of that show since it's considered competition with Locked on MLB, but it has not been in production for over a year. And frankly, I don't care about the conflict of interest right now. It's my last show, and I want to give credit where credit is due. And I owe touch them All, Mr. Williams, Mr. Chenier, and all the rest, a big thank you for giving me a chance nine years ago. I've spoken about Jim Williams on the show at least once before, I really do miss him, gang. I would have loved to have had the opportunity to have him come on Locked on Mariners and just talk baseball. He was a good man. He passed away in 2017 at a very young age. We all miss him. Jason Hernandez came into the fold a couple of years after touch all started. And the two of us became quite good friends. We have things in common outside of baseball as well. You've heard him on this show many, many times, including yesterday. He's also the host of locked on Anaheim ducks right here on the locked on podcast network or T L O P N or Tloppin. I'm glad that he stole that from me. So the use of the word Tlopin will live on after I go away. When Mr. Williams became too ill to continue Touch 'Em all, Mr. Hernandez and I became the co, host of that program. And he's also friends, uh, Mr. Hernandez, with Taylor Blake Ward, former host of Locked On Angels. Mr. Ward appeared on Touch em All a few times, and when the Locked On Mariners job uh, was available last January, Mr. Ward recommended me to MLB channel coordinator Sean Woodley. And after an interview where I had a rip-roaring case of laryngitis, I was hired and I published my first show on January 20th, 2020, one day after my 35th birthday. So it was kind of a nice birthday present. My first guest was Don Shelton on my second episode. Former executive editor for the Seattle Times, he's a family friend, and the two of us discussed uh, the Hall of Fame voting, which was announced at that time. In addition to Mr. Shelton, I want to mention the other guests who have who have appeared on this program. Of course, a number of colleagues here at Tloppin, including the aforementioned Mr. Woodley, all the other hosts uh, here in the AL West: Brett Chancy, Brent McGuire, Bryce Patrick, Jason Burke, one of my favorite guests, uh, Stacy Gottsulius as well. Well, kind of disappointed that uh, we never got to discuss music on the air. Arm Leighton's been on the show. Uh, Sully, Paul Francis Sullivan. I know I'm probably leaving some of you out, and, if I, and I apologize for that. But also a big thank you to Locked On Mariners contributor, John Miller. He's one of my best friends, and he's appeared on the show more times than I can count. He's also guest hosted a bunch of times, nine times to be exact. There were 34 episodes of this program in its first season in 2019 hosted by Andy Patton and 278 episodes after I took over. Of those 278, I hosted 259 of them, as Joey Martin alluded to, at the top of the show. Mr. Miller hosted nine times. Jason Burke hosted three times. Clive Braithwaite the fourth, hosted three times as well. Yes, I had to have a text-to-speech engine host my show. It was pretty much a last resort if I needed to get something on the air, but couldn't find a real guest host in time. Um, our announcer, Joey Martin, has hosted twice. Taylor Blake Ward uh, took the reins uh, for one episode, as did Jason block. I wish that I could have had Mr. Block on more often as I did. I wanted to have him on during the Yankees series a couple weeks ago. My schedule just would not allow that. Unfortunately, thank you also to Joey Martin for all his good work, our announcer on this program. And finally, thank you out there for listening. I got a lot of kind words from a lot of you, which we read on the show yesterday it was very, very touching. I hope that you'll continue to listen to Locked on Mariners once it reboots in a couple weeks, and I hope you'll continue to listen to the other shows here on Tloppin'. Well, gang, it's, it's got to end at some time. Might as well be now. I'm not exactly sure what else to say. There are no future guests to plug, obviously. So I'll just remind you to download and follow Locked on Mariners. Look for us on any podcasting app that springs into your brain head. Leave a rating and review if your podcasting app of choice so allows. And check out the other great programs here on the Locked On Podcast Network or T-L-O-P-N or Tlopin. I'm DC Lundberg. Thank you very much for listening. Maybe I'll get the chance to talk to you all again at some point. But until that day comes, goodbye and may God bless you.
1: Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. This has been Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.